OSRtober, in full effect, Evil Jeff back behind the mic. Welcome in. What are we talking about today? We're going to talk about why Talislanta is OSR. No, just kidding. Sorry. <laughs> uh, having to pick on people just a little bit. Poke fun. No, no. No, we're going to just do two quick topics and just off the top of my head, and I'm still kind of cribbing a little bit from uh, Taylor over at Cleric's Wearing Mail on this. A little bit on Rob uh, over at Down in the Heap podcast. So, what else do I think defines the OSR? Well, power level, one of them, what the characters can do, and also the world. So, let me expand upon my thoughts just a teeny bit. One of the other things that I think defines the OSR is the power level and pervasiveness of magic in the world, the game itself. And to me, it is the difference between what I would say is heroic and super heroic or uh, pen and paper versus video game. Much of what I feel the newer games, starting with 3, D&D 3, and moving on, where magic and these feats were much more prevalent is because of the role-playing games. And we'll use that term uh, a little loosely there in some ways, but a lot of the games that you have out there on all of these different platforms whether it was PlayStation or Xbox or even Nintendo, where different classes of characters are able to do immense things, start casting spells. I mean, go look at Final Fantasy. You you do have some of these martial characters in some of the, I want to say, was it Final Fantasy IV? Was that one of the ones I played with Minion Bravo? I think it was around there. Where, at higher levels, you finally get some of these, you know, definitely more martial characters casting spells. And I think that idea became more and more prevalent, which spilled into the role-playing games that we have at the table thus giving you that sort of that power creep it feels more super heroic whereas the original games were more heroic they were definitely more of a sword and sorcery feel or maybe even high fantasy but even take high fantasy Tolkien-esque type stuff into account there's only Two groups of people sort of casting spells. Either the elves having some sort of magic themselves or the so-called wizards. Gandalf, Sauron, Saruman. And magic had been much more prevalent in the earlier days. But even then, those that were fighters, they had magic items. 
rather than casting magic themselves. You know, that, that, to me, is sword and sorcery. That is the OSR, more old school stuff, where you have heroic things, where not everybody's going to cast magic. The world is not so... Well, I can't even say that, because I have played in games, definitely BX, where magic was very, very prevalent. But not all of, only the magic-using classes, clerics and magic users, they're the only ones that really had access to it. It wasn't until much later on that you might have some of these other classes that could catch on to it. If you look at D&D 1E, Ranger, Paladin. So, yeah, that, that to me is really where it's at. Once again, that video game culture that seeped in. And there's nothing wrong with it. But you get a play style, a certain feeling for the game, and that's where I believe is one of the big differentiations. That last thought, or set of thoughts, feeds into the next part of game balance. And you hear we hear this all the time, and I will say that game balance is a necessary thing. Now, what did I just say there? What did I just define? Well, really nothing. Because I haven't defined anything, honestly. Am I talking about the balances between the different character classes? Am I talking about the encounters? Am I talking about treasure? Where are we going with the idea of game balance? And to me, the biggest one that everybody talks about is, you know, the encounters. That the encounter should be just tough enough to make the characters have to fight a little bit, you know, not push over things and not, you know, TPKs. Okay, we get that. And newer games have that to a degree. But I think that's a falsehood. I think they've made them... They've tried to make it so it's easier for a GM to give balance. We didn't expect a TPK from those giant rats, but it happened. That could be just a bunch of bad rolls. But, well, I think my characters, I think the players, yeah, they, they can handle this small uh, black dragon and it wipes the floor with them. In our earlier days, we didn't have supposed balance but that's really sort of a falsehood. I, I think that we did have balance because we really knew what the players could do. You know, you start comparing hit dice, you look at how easy would it be for certain classes to hit certain armor classes. You got a good feeling for if an encounter was going to be tough. You know, and I understand that people want to make encounters, you know, Kind of hard for characters and everything. But there was a, another podcast. Maybe it was Rob C. Over down the heap. I don't remember who it was. 
Or maybe it was a comment that was left in a podcast. Maybe it was Joe for Hindsightless. I don't remember. Somebody said it. Uh, somebody will correct me on it. I know they will. But those bandits out in the wilderness, when you're low levels, as you continue on, they don't get stronger and stronger. They stay roughly the same level. Might get a little tougher here and there. Might be a little more of them. But realistically, as your party goes on and on, they don't get any tougher realistically. If it just comes easier for your party to deal with them. So, in newer school games, we were worried about making sure that the encounters that the players go across uh, are not too difficult for them, possibly. And that's what the idea of CRs were all about, but I think the CR is really just an easier way for people that want to get into the game and not have to worry about accidentally killing characters by looking at CR levels of monsters and everything, you know, and if they can understand how to do those calculations, because I've looked at it a couple times, and I've nah, not quite gotten it. Sometimes gotten it, I don't know. But looking at the CR, you could quickly figure out, oh yeah, this could hurt my party, or maybe it doesn't. In old school games, OSR stuff, it's a little bit more of a balancing act, a, a knack, uh, a trait a good GM would learn. But not all encounters have to be balanced. And we all agree with that. But the balance really comes from the art of running a game that is enjoyable, that is going to progress the story, and you give ample opportunity for players to look at the situation and make rational decisions. And that goes back, it reaches back to that heroic and superheroic. In the newer games, especially like D&D 5e, with that superheroic feel, which I've played in, I mean, that's what I get out of it, you really can push hard against encounters that the same level that you were at in D&D 1E would be punching you in the face kind of hard, making you wonder, did I do something wrong here? You know, you really get that feel of in 5e that, yeah, I could take on anything. Yep, that little young black dragon, yeah, that's not a problem. Whereas you wouldn't do that as readily, as willing, with as much certainty in D&D 1E. And that's just the way I feel. So yeah, heroic, super heroic, game balance. I think it all gets tied together. Anyway, that's just how I look at it. That's it for today's ramblings. <laughs> I mean, uh, it wasn't even musings. I think that's a little bit more ramblings there. I'm going to have to change the name of my podcast if I'm not careful. But hopefully you got something out of it. Agree, disagree. We all play games a little bit different. Nobody plays the exact same game alike. No two of us. <laughs> 
So there's a lot of commonality there, and there's probably some differential differentiality. <laughs> I don't think that's the right way I want to say that. There's some differences in there. Thank you for joining us for OSRtober. And be on the lookout for the next podcast. And I believe I'm going to start looking for some of those little supplements I think that work well with OSR. But also, I think one of the first things I'm going to go do is pull out the old Trapper Keeper and visit the old stuff. Be well. Have good games. Be safe. Rock on.